What are we doing here again? Uh, oh, we were done with Boston. I don't want to talk about baseball anymore. There's like music coming from. Oh, fuck no. Yes. Alex, let's talk about baseball. You and I took a trip recently. Yeah. Um, you had probably one of the best ideas for Roanoke that I've heard in a long time. Uh, enough to make me get out of my house and ride in the most uncomfortable Jeep I've ever ridden in. And I've ridden in a lot of uncomfortable Jeeps um, for 10 hours through a blizzard to go check it out. It was fun. Yeah. Could you um, maybe give us kind of a rundown of your ideas? What what made me get in this uncomfortable Jeep and ride with Rachel through a blizzard? Yeah, sure. So like um, back when Boston was first found, um, I kind of had the idea with the beginning of the book saying that fairy secrets come in twos. There's going to be pairs, you know, how JJP said bookends. So I just started thinking, well, if one's found in a baseball field, maybe another is. So I started looking at the rest of them that haven't been found with like baseball eyes, right? And the only one out of the rest that stuck out to me was Roanoke. Because if you look on his shoulder, uh, our right, his left, um, there's a giant baseball. What made you start looking at baseball besides the baseball in the... I mean, that's a pretty clear... Um, Baseball, yeah, basically right? just my theory on the book was that the fairy secrets come in twos has to mean something more important than just a poem and a painting. He obviously already told you you're going to use a poem and a painting to find the thing. Why is he saying they're coming in twos? Um, it made me think that they're going to be found in similar ways. And since there's an even number of them, each of them will have a pair or a bookend. Well, it's it's interesting because we've only got we've only got three that are found. We've, we've created patterns where patterns might not exist. Right. Like we think the, uh, everybody always assumes that all of these are found in parks, right? Because Cleveland and Chicago were found in a park, but two being found in a park doesn't necessarily make that a pattern. Like we all kind of agree on Montreal being buried somewhere right around the, the, the club near the leg eater. And that's not a park at all. Right. So it, it, it could be creating a pattern where Chicago's found in a park, Cleveland's found in a park, Boston's found in a ball field, Roanoke's found in a ball field. Where do we go from here? Let's let's get back to Roanoke. Let, Alex, let me give you a jumping off point. Let me let me try this way. Um, Bradley and I worked on Roanoke for a couple of years ago. This was kind of Bradley's baby, and the park that you end up in is also the park Bradley ended up in. Um, when we were working in this park, 
I think everybody that works on Roanoke kind of assumes the first part of the verse works the same way. It's getting you from somewhere near the Wright Brothers Monument onto Roanoke Island. And then I think once you get on Roanoke Island, it's where everybody gets lost. This this verse seems to take you step by step, turn by turn to an island, and then and then everybody's just automatically jumps over to the Elizabethan Gardens. Um, we back then, and, I, and I, to be honest, I can't remember who came up with who. I'm assuming Bradley came up with all of this. Um, back then we were looking at this in a way to where we both liked the overlook at, at Fort Raleigh, but when you get to the overlook, the verse tells you to look north at the wing and dig, and you really can't, we assume the Wright Brothers Monument was the wing, but you really can't see that. So we were trying to find other places on the island where you could look north and find a wing. And just south of the only airport on this island, on the, on, on the, on the, um, on the barrier of the airport is Westcott Park. It's a park with a couple of baseball fields, and that's a, a playground, and that's about it in the field. So we thought that would be a good place to start. We started noticing connections like Driftwood Avenue is at Westcott Park. Um, we started talking to locals, and they told us back in the day, Westcott Park now is on a dirt road, but back in the day, or it's on a paved road, but back in the day, that dirt road was... Um, was that sorry westcott park is on a paved road now but back in the day the paved road was dirt and we found a local that told us that the dirt road was micah avenue um which was crazy now i've, I've since i've since looked at maps i've since looked I've, I've talked to a bunch of other locals i can't find any proof of that um I, that's totally hearsay but the big thing to us was finding a place where you could look north at a wing and it'd be logical. You could see it and you would know exactly where you were at. What's right. the wing uh, again? The airport? The airport. Yeah. The airport I mean, when you're standing at this park, you're looking at some woods right now. Back in the day, the woods were not as much there, but you're literally looking at the runway and where planes are stored. You're looking directly at the airport. And if you're standing on the place that we're going to be getting to here in a moment, looking north, you're literally looking at the airport's um, like lighthouse as it's spinning. And in the image, there's a gigantic white ball of light right in the window. Let's skip the first half of this verse because we all, we all agree that the first half of this verse is just taking you to the land by the window, right? So once we get to the land by the window, how are you interpreting this verse, Alex? Okay, so you've got the road that leads to Dark Forest. As you were telling me, we were going onto the island, you know, that the whole island is called the dark forest uh, where white is in color i took that to be baseball because if you look like at the front of the book um everybody you know in all of the baseball outfits and pictures that um byron chose to use were like white colored jerseys right like that's majority of what baseball players wore back then um so i take that to just be baseball teams um and you've got with two maps back in the 80s when it was first being built, there was only two fields there, not three like there are now. So I believe it was just to tell you two maps are two uh, baseball fields once you're at the right park, right? Um, a path beckons to Micah and Driftwood uh, would be, of course, the Driftwood Ave, Circle and Court. There's like four Driftwoods right there. Uh I never really placed the mica, you know, if um, what you're saying is true and there was a mica road, that'd be, you know, pretty solid. Um, I think it's just like a giant walk straight to the park. 
first he takes you onto the island. Then where do you go from there? You get to Driftwood. And uh, once you're on the Driftwood road going to the park, the road that the park is on looks like a giant spoon. If you look um, at like a Google map or something. And in the painting, you've got a spoon with what people believe is like a green pea or something in it. Um, I think that's just an indication of the treasure ground, right? Like he's taking you to a park that's literally in a big dipper shaped spoon. I kind of jumbled the puzzle around a little bit. Um, I, I don't have a rhyme or reason. Um, I take, once you get to the park, I take after circle and square to be the batter's circle and then the batter's box. So as you're walking into this park, you're going to find a ball field. It's with two maps. Which one do I choose? The one that's north at the wing. So the north of the two ball fields. He just kind of takes you to the park, then takes you to which field to use out of the two. Then he takes you to the circle and the square. He's narrowing it down from Roanoke Island down to a ballpark, down to, okay, now you're in the batter's circle and the batter's box, which is a square, under that last touched, but first seen standing. When you're playing baseball, the first place you're seen standing is at the home plate, ready to hit the ball. And the last thing you may touch if you score a home run would be home plate. So I think he's taking you from a giant island down to an exact three-foot dig location. And it may, it kind of makes sense, right? Because like we were talking about with the first part, it's basically giving you directions for, for a, to travel a giant area, like past two friends of Octave. Okay, there's two roads that pass two friends of Octave. There's two roads that pass the Wright brothers. Which road do I take in December? Okay, that one. What do I do when I'm when I'm when I'm on this road? I'm traveling down this road. What do I do? Ride the Man of Oz. Okay, so either take that ferry or ride that bridge. What do I do when I get to the to the land near the window? You're going to Roanoke. What do I do when I get down there? I can either turn left or right. Go towards the dark forest. That's to the right. You know, he, it, it, so this just giving you a little bit of information to, to get you to this spot kind of makes sense. And I think it's okay, like with Cleveland and in Chicago to say, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what some of these answers are. Some, some of them, I, like, we just don't understand yet. And you, and in you, regards to this. You, yes, I completely get that. And some of them you just don't need. So it's like you could sit and, you know, you could sit and ponder about it or you could just kind of, but it does seem like the, so you're saying that the verse is a little bit out of order. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, it takes you on a straight path to where you're supposed to go, but not in the correct order. You know what I mean? Like if I take circle and square to be the batter's circle in the batter's box, well, how am I already in a batter's circle and batter's box if I haven't even made it to the park yet? So I think there's some sort of play with which order the lines go in. You know, I, I don't know or have a rhyme or reason for why, um, but I just think that he's narrowing you down as easy as possible to get to a park. Once you're at the park, which field do you go to? The north one at the wing, and then he just narrows it down more and more until you're at the home plate. I, I think it was a good way of him doing, you know, the Croatoan tree that's there without it being the Croatoan tree, right? Like everybody's going to first obviously think, oh man, I'm on Roanoke. The last thing touched and the first thing standing is this tree, right? And, you know, he's trying to use a historical thing to get you to think like that, but not have anything to do with it at all. 
So a lot of times I like to focus on the verses because I feel like the verses are what trips people up, but not so much in this case. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Um, a couple of years back, uh, Kit said something on one of the one of the Facebook groups. Um, he said that when 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 he was younger, he was talking to his dad about the Roanoke painting, and this is pretty common knowledge by now. Um, he was talking to what, his dad about the Roanoke painting, and his dad was pretty upset because the Roanoke painting was the most image heavy of any of the paintings and that the important parts of the painting or the, the most important part of the painting had been cut out for the book. Um, now, when he said that we always assumed he means the, he means the outer part for outer bank. He means the part that sticks out um, for the outer banks. But recently we've been looking at the paintings and, and I've at least completely changed my mind. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the painting. Alex, what are some of the more obvious things you see in this painting that leads you to these parks or to this park specifically? So the way I look at this painting is I look at Boston and it next to each other and I try to find similarities. So we know JJP said in the Boston painting, the witch's hair or woman's hair was supposed to you know symbolize a ball field. So if we take that shape to symbolize a ball field, I start looking for that shape in the Roanoke painting. If you look at the stomach area of the uh, medieval scarecrow, you start to see the same sort of a similar shape. It looks like a ball field, right? The infield. Or at the very least, two ball fields placed right next to each other, just like it is in this park. So if, if you take that to be, you know, the ball field or both ball fields, um, there's a similar shape there. Um, you've got the baseball on one shoulder, a baseball bat on the other shoulder. Um, in his mask, this, I didn't find this was somebody on Facebook. I, I don't remember their name now, but if you look inside of his, you know, helmet, it looks like a giant airplane. So that makes you, you know, think that you're going to be near an airport or somewhere where a plane is going to be, you know, relevant. And then if you're looking at the painting number five that we circled, that would be like the obvious identifier, right? That's the part that was cut out of the painting and it's an exact shape of a home plate. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you can't, you can't argue that it's way too obvious. And it's, it's like the only thing that was cut out of the book. You can't see it in the book. That section's right. Pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. It's cut out. So when, well, when we started looking at this, things started to make sense, right? Um, I couldn't necessarily get to, because when Bradley approached me with this, I looked at it sort of in an analytical way. And then so long of time had passed, uh, Alex and I decided to go up there. I just started looking at it a little more creatively and things started to fall into place. Like you get to this park and there's this giant sign that says Westcott Park and it's owned and operated by the Lions Club, right? It's got a Lions Club logo on it. It's got their name on it. It's huge. Somebody posted a picture of the sign from the 80s, which I'll put in the video here. Um, it's very obvious this place is owned and controlled by the Lions Club. And there's been a part of this painting that we haven't been able to figure out for the longest time, which over on this, our, our left, this guy's right arm, is a giant mace, and below it, a sickle with a lion's head on it. And what's, another word for a, what's another word for a mace? A club, right? That seems like a creative way to tell me Lions Club. And if you pull up an image of the Lions Club logo... 
and you just have the left side, it's two lines facing opposite directions. If you just cover the one up, you've got the exact logo that's in the painting. It's undeniable when you're standing there at home plate looking at the club, there's a gigantic Lions Club logo there. It's just a personal idea. You know, there's no validity behind that at all. You're just, you're, you're just talking through stuff totally. And you don't have to have an answer for everything. I'm just kind of. So like I said, with the um, road leading up to the ballpark, it's shaped like a big dipper. If you were to be on Google maps, it looks like a spoon to me um, with the ballpark being just to the bottom left of it. I just see that kind of telling you, Hey, look for something that's shaped like a spoon. And the only thing in our area where we are at Westcott park would be the road looking like a spoon or a little dipper. I mean, you're never going to get me away from Parapad Road on that spoon. Never. It's too perfect. What's that? The Parapad Road. It's the road that leads off uh, to the uh, just. It's like just past the Elizabethan Gardens. It's 100% shaped like a spoon. In the spoon, there's a pear hanging from it, and the painting. Like you're never going to get me away from Parapad Road. But I think it's just as easy to turn around and say like. This painting is descriptive. Like John Palancar has already said, this is one of the most descriptive paintings. And it could just be giving you stuff that's around here. Like this is a tiny island. You need to orient yourself properly. If you're a kid looking at a map, assuming that you don't live on Roanoke Island and you're, you're, you know, you're, you've connected, um, you've connected the immigration, you realize Roanoke is the first, you know, British colony the first English colony. So you're looking at a map for Roanoke, that Parapad Road, is that's pretty descriptive. That at least tells you you're on the, the proper island where you can start looking around. You see things like July and August, you connect that with Virginia Dare, you know you're on the island. Um, you know, you know I, I feel like it's, it's, it maybe is just giving you different ways to where if you're in a library somewhere trying to find this spot, looking at a map, you can find it with this painting. Yeah. And I mean, I like the rest of it just kind of like, what is better for under that, which maybe last touch or first scene standing. If you've got home plate in the image, clear as day, it's, there's nothing better, but like, there's no, you can't put me on a ball field. There's nothing on a ball field that that describes better than home plate. There's just not. Yeah. It's the only place that you would want to be digging at that place. Um, if you take that in conjunction with everything else, baseball themed, you know, the baseball and baseball bat, if it's correct, you look at the medieval scarecrow with his arms outstretched. What does an umpire do when you're safe at home plate? Puts his arms out, right? Safe. Now, what is a person in the outfield going to try to do if you hit a pop fly? If you look at the fairy holding the little globe with the flower in it, it's almost like he's trying to jump over a wall at a field and catch the ball, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, and also, I sent you guys that image of the, like, you can draw a line across um, everything, essentially. If you connect, kind of play, connect the dots, you can draw a baseball home plate using that scarecrow statue, right? Like, the the top of it is his arms, right? Comes down, and then you would curve where the, where the um, bubble is, basically, or the clock, even go down to the bottom and then you can kind of continue on and you'll draw out a, a baseball home plate. Pretty simple. I mean, like to, if we're being honest, the things that got me excited about this were the realization of 
under under that which maybe last touch your first scene standing is probably describing home plate and the fact that there's a home plate directly south of a freaking airport when those two lines seem to be the most important lines in this verse and we've never really been able to explain them before if i had something anywhere near that for san francisco i would lose my mind and i would be, so like and you know what i mean like two percent of that would get me super excited there's nothing like that and i mean People are going to argue that that there, that there are, but I mean, come on, not that definitive. I just I find it, and this is a personal belief again. I find it hard to believe that he's going to put it anywhere near Elizabethan Gardens or Wright Brothers Monument. Like he'd have to completely take you on the island and back off for that one. Or why is he going to want these kids digging in you know national parks? Like it just seems counterintuitive to me. The most logical thing is, hey, dummy, walk to this baseball park. Hey, look, there's a Lions Club logo staring you in the face. Okay, you're on a ball field. Walk the bases. It's the path that beckons, right? When you're in baseball, the whole path that beckons is walking your bases. So it just seems to like walk you straight to the park and to home plate. Yeah. I think like we're we're touching on a lot of things that we've talked about on Sunday Fundays recently on, on how people read the verses, how people combine lines in the verses. And I think that's tripping us up a lot in this, where you have to sort of separate things. You have to read it in a different way. I love the A thing where the brackets come or the braces come together. It helps um it helps me utilize the uh, the the balance, the theme of balance and coming together for this, the the whirling dervish thing. I think some of the things that we've heard about this, the the bringing together of things, uh, almost reminds me of yin and yang. Although yin and yang are opposites, right? This is more of like things that come together. Yeah, and, and while you're on the topic of you know the whirling dervishes and the gift giver clue, he basically said. One hand's giving, one hand's taking or receiving, right? W what else could that mean? It, exactly, right? One hand's going to be catching a ball. One hand's going to be throwing a ball. He doesn't want to, or they don't want to just give it away, right? That's not the point of a gift giver clue, I wouldn't imagine. Um, I think they want to be more playful. A perspective has a lot to do with a lot, or rather these puzzles have a lot to do with their perspective. And I think... Like with Cleveland, for instance, they kind of got tripped up because they at first their perspective was that they were looking at the wall from the side that, you know, you dig from sort of thing. And that led them to dig the first hole unsuccessfully, right? And then when you realize that they're actually looking at it from the back of the wall, which when you walk into that garden is actually the front of the wall, technically, um, you know, they f figured it out. And I wonder, like with this picture, so you got the Lions Club image on the side, on the left hand, our left hand side, right? The, you know, your baseball bat clue is there and all that kind of stuff. Is that telling us like when you're at the spot, if you look to the left, you're going to see the Lions Club image. And if you look to the right, you're going to see, you know, something else that's a little more specific. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that's what's going on here? Or is it just a matter of here's a whole bunch of things that you'll see eventually on this journey um, that'll lead you to the spot? So I've never thought about it that way. But when you're standing on home plate, looking north at the airport or the wing, straight ahead of you in your line of sight, you're looking past the first base um, 
line where the big yellow pole is, right? Which are also called wings. And right behind that is the lighthouse that I was talking about. And to the left of that is the Lions Club building, right? Where you can park and, you know, go to. So the Lions Club building would be on your left. The light or the lighthouse would be right there in your middle. And I don't know about to the right. It was just, you know, trees and houses over there. But if we could find something that would be there, that would be good. So obviously you've extrapolated this to some of the other puzzles and you've started looking for um, tie-ins between other ones, I presume? Yeah, I mean, I've tried to dabble in it. I haven't found anything worth any salt except for this one. I think Roanoke's the only one I'm anywhere near sane on. <laughs> and is the tie-in the actual dig spot? the general area of the dig spot? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be the dig spot because you've got in Boston a home plate with a foot on it in the sleeve. In Roanoke, you've got a home plate. So it's either directly under it or right around it, as in Boston's case, right? So we can say pretty definitively that home plate has been dug up. Um, we don't know who dug it up. We're just going to go with, we don't know who dug it up. Um, we'll say that it was dug up um, and nothing was found. However, there are problems with that. Um, if, if this, if, if a, if a cask is buried on a ball field, it's likely much deeper than it was when it was first buried because ball fields, you don't ever, you, they get renovated every few years, every four or five, 10 years, uh, ball fields get renovated. Now they don't move where home plate is. They don't move where any of the bases are and they don't remove any dirt, but what they do is add clay and they add several inches of clay. So you have to think over 40 years, how many times has this ball field been renovated? How many times have they added clay to that infield? Multiply that. It's going to be that much deeper, um, which, which sucks. Um, we have gone through as much as we can to get permission. Um, we, we got some kind of shady, not so great permission to dig once. Um, but everybody else has just been flat. No, like the lions club's been no, um, the parks service has been no. So this is where we're left. Like we're, we have no other, we have no other options, um, than just let it sit there. Um, so I don't know. Um, I like a lot of it. And actually, I think I, I told you, George, before that I, I came to my own conclusion at some point with uh, maybe Last Touch or First Scene Standing. Um, and, I, and I told you that I hated that I was getting back, that I was using another baseball yeah. term or metaphor or whatever you want to call it. But it was pretty compelling. And then I started actually Googling baseball fields there it's where i left it i i we you and i talked about it and you're like that's very interesting that you should say that because x y and z and i'm like holy crap so in general i like it there's a baseball on the shoulder right 
It's pretty obvious. It's pretty obviously a base. Like we can argue about a lot of things, but that baseball is pretty obvious. Home plate's pretty obvious. Lions club, pretty damn obvious. I, I, if there were another lion's head, well, no, because lion and club. I, yeah, I do like the mace, the mace plus the head. Um, uh, so I am not, I don't hate it at all. Uh, and there's a lot to like about it. It's pretty much our second Rebus that nobody's ever found, right? Instead of Milwaukee, you've got Lions Club. It's only a two-piece Rebus, but we've all been looking for a second Rebus, right? I think George found that that day. I think what I enjoy about this idea the most is that it's it feels complete. You know what I mean? Like so often we get parts of theories thrown at us and like, you know, what does this one thing in the image remind everybody of, or, you know, those kind of things. But this one, the way that you've laid it out, you know, if a person knows how to listen for it, right. It makes a lot of sense. Like it takes you from one place to another in a very fluent um, fashion. And I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I think that's the only way he's going to get people to an exact spot, right? You're looking for, like, what, an 8-inch box? Like, the only way he's going to get you to an exact spot is to narrow it down slowly. What do you guys think about July and August? I think that's the most popular time for baseball season. I don't. I, I mean, like, I, I, it feels like such a cop-out, but I don't really know. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. My thing is, my thing is there's so much in this island that's changed. Like this first works in a very specific way. It seems to work in a very specific way in the beginning. And then it seems to work in a very specific way in the end. And it's the middle where we get lost. And it's, if it, if it works where it's like telling you to travel and then giving you a, a direction to turn in the first part of the verse, when we get lost is when we get onto Roanoke Island. Now, it, there's not a lot on Roanoke Island to tell you. There's not a lot of descriptive things on Roanoke Island, right? So things like after circle and square could be describing a business that's closed down, or it could be describing, you know, uh, a thing that's been built over or, or a sign that's been taken down. And we just don't know, but I can, it's, it's not a leap for me to assume that since the beginning of the work, verse works a certain way, the end of the verse works the exact same way that the middle of the verse works that way too, but we don't have enough information to make it work anymore. Does that make sense? I mean, like, and I don't think anybody is, we've got a lot of pictures. We got a lot of history of Fort Raleigh. We got a lot of histories and pictures of Elizabethan gardens, but we don't have shit on Manteo on, on, on the Island itself. Like we don't have anything. There's it's one main road and we've got no, historical photos we got no pictures we got no information on it so it's it's not a leap for me to say that we we just don't know yet yeah the only solid thing that i've ever found on that park is if you go to my original post on facebook somebody i forget who it was posted a map drawing or the design plans for that park when it was being built in like the end of 81 beginning of 82 and it's just the two fields and it's got like the exact measurements of what the field layout was going to be and everything. Um, so it seems very apropos that Byron would want to place this on a new being built field. And after 40 years, you guys are the only ones that ever 
found this and have any potential well i mean other other people have found it i'm just kidding other people have found it they just don't want to talk about it i'm just farting around like Um, this was to me if i'm being honest alex was probably the first one to bring it up i looked i i I tore through posts on quest for treasure and i tore, tore through posts on facebook and i can't find anything about this park um except for like november 21st and november 22nd of 2019 where Alex and Bradley were both basically talking about the exact same things. So it's, it's weird. I don't know. Because you know where, and I ask about July and August, because you know where that appears pretty clearly. Yes. And a couple of different places in that, in Fort Raleigh. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not saying I don't still like Fort Raleigh. I'm I'm, just saying like, I'm just saying it's right. Yes. Is there a home? Can you elaborate for the Canadian? Okay, so in if you if you enter if you work this puzzle the conventional way the way it's always worked, you enter into Fort Raleigh and you walk down a path that leads you to a monument that says July and August on it. Oh, okay. It's a Virginia Dare. It's the Virginia Dare monument. The Virginia Dare. Okay, I get it. It's inscribed in a in a in a like a. Here's my double-edged sword. Right, we can we can make a lot of stuff for this. Make a lot of stuff in the verse, especially the little middle section of the verse where we're confused at this other part. We can make a lot of the verse stuff work at Fort Raleigh, but we can't make a lot of the image stuff work there. And at Westcott Park, we can make a lot of the image stuff work there and like half of the verse stuff. Does that make sense? So it's it's a double-edged sword. It's Is it correct? Who knows? Is it good? I think so. But I think it makes more sense that it's like even like especially when you consider that JJP said that this one is quite image um, descriptive, right? Like the, the picture describes a lot of stuff. You know, it would make sense that in the correct spot would have more image connection or more connection to the image than, you know, the verse in this case. You know what I mean? I think it's very hard to refute a baseball, a home plate, you know, a lion in a club. When you have all those things together, I can't find anywhere else on Roanoke Island where you can use all of that. Has anyone ever put GPR over that thing? Yes. So um, I went down with the GPR uh, for Bradley um, and we GPR'd under home plate and there was something there. There was, there was a, there was a hit that was enough to where I gave the GPR back and gave the data to the guy that owns the GPR and to another friend of mine who owns the GPR. I scanned two different fields, right? Cause there's two fields next to each other and I scanned them both and they both pointed at the, like the, all the field composition was the exact same for what we scanned except for underneath that home plate, which I did not tell them about. They both pointed to that section and went, it's right there. The problem is GPR uses a a certain technology to read the ground. And I was scanning during a flood. So we have the depth reading was wrong. We have no idea how far down whatever it found was. Um, So what it found was a void in the dirt with a square void in the dirt with something with something square inside of that void. Um, that's about the correct shape width wise for a cask, but because of the depth thing, we're not really sure about the height. Holy shit. And dude. like I said, we're not sure how de- we're not sure how uh, deep it, it looks is. about the right size of a cask and it has something inside of it. It was the clearest picture I've ever seen with a GPR. Do you still have that picture? I do. 
<laughs> we wouldn't give I'll her that. Come on now. <laughs> and I'm we not sharing it. Yeah. No, uh, I'll share. I'll put it in the video. But it's just it's crazy to me because, like I said, um, we know this has been dug. I just neither one of us think it was dug deep enough. And I I attribute that to the final ending of the verse. After everything else in the verse, he says, "By dauntless and inconquerable determination, your goal." If when I first started in on the baseball theory, I thought that was just a home run, right? Your goal in baseball is to hit a home run. What do you do? You run your bases and you come back to home plate. But if he just took you to circle and square under that last touch, first scene standing, you're already at home plate. So why would he waste the last two lines to tell you to hit a home run to go back to home plate? I take that to be be dauntless. No, I take it to be dauntless and inconquerable. Determination, your goal is you have to dig deep. He's telling you, don't stop digging. Don't give up. This one's going to be at the three and a half feet deep mark back then, you know, because he put a max of three and a half, right? I think he was very poetically telling you, don't stop. And then you've got to take into account clay being added to it. Now I'll say like, just for people who are inexperienced digging, if you mess up home plate, if you pull a home plate out of the ground, you're going to screw up a park for a while if you don't know how to put it back in. Right, because they have to come out and remeasure everything, realign everything. What you don't have to worry about is a batter's box because those are built to be destroyed. Batters come in there and kick up like Brett. You played baseball, right? You just kick holes into a batter's box to get your footing. It's your job to knock the line, destroy, knock the lines out of it. If you if you wanted to dig under home plate, the easiest way you could do it is dig a hole down batter's box. And then just go to the side. That way you don't mess up home plate. You don't move home plate from where it is. Then when you refill the batter's box, if it's a little lumpy, it doesn't matter because it was like there when you got it was like that when you got there. <laughs> just a little pro tip. So should we Cole, should we grade it? You go first. I and, and if I'm grading on the curve of just stuff I've seen in the past 10 years. Yeah, that would be the curve. That's basically the curve. Going to give it a, I'm going to give it a solid B. I think there's some things that are, are not quite connecting for me exactly, which is fine and great. I'm not criticizing it too, too much based on that, but there's more there's more things that connect for me here than, than don't, I guess is the way that I could say it. Um, and you're, and you're talking to a guy who is, who from the outset was very anti another baseball field. Once the baseball thing got revealed with Boston, you know what I'm saying? So you're dealing with a guy who like has a total, like, if you're going to talk to me about a baseball field, I will cut you off immediately. Um, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> I personally, I'm, I selfishly want to grade this one with at least an A minus. And I'll tell you why, because um, I have this idea going in my, in my notes lately that uh, verses need to be like, so we've discussed earlier how the beginning of the verse and the end of the verse sort of work the same way. And the middle part is kind of foggy, right? 
And I'm of the opinion lately that these verses take place, like certain sections of the verse take place when you're standing where you got to dig, right? Uh, parts of the image sort of do the same thing, but what you're doing is like, it sort of backs me up in a sense. And that's why I said selfishly, right? Is that it's it, the, you're going from the start of the verse to the middle and you kind of go from the end of the verse to the middle. And then when you're standing there under that, which may be last touched or first seen standing, presumably is the cask, right? So of all the theory that I've read on this particular puzzle, because a lot of people, um, the image is awesome. And I think a lot of people really uh, get attracted to it quickly and um of all the theories that i've read and stuff this one is the most um backed up right by everything like people they'll make their theories and they'll just say this is this this is this but you've actually provided reasons why this is this like remember i said before i enjoyed this because it's complete right but um yeah i mean at least an a minus i want to see that gpr um stuff because i mean ultimately that is your backup without having to actually dig a hole, right? It's um, pretty convincing. So, unfortunately, the people that we send like it to at the yeah, park it's incredibly take convincing. a look at it. Yeah, I like it a lot. The, the thing I like about this is a lot of the newer members towards the secret seem to take the information from the older members and they'll take, like, they'll take a location, they'll take a solve, and then they'll just pick a spot and then they'll rearrange things, rearrange interpretations to match their spot somewhere sort of near the other stuff, just to change it a little bit and call it their own. But this looked at the puzzle differently. It was like, maybe it's not in this part. Maybe it's somewhere completely different. Maybe these things that we've always assumed to be concrete, to mean something concrete, mean something completely different. And even looking at it differently, it still just makes sense. You know what would take it to a B plus for me is you said there's a Driftwood Avenue and you said yeah. that there might be a mica. Maybe. If you could confirm that. I, yeah, I, I tried really hard. If you could somehow figure that out, find an old timer there or something like that, I that would because if because the, the lines in the verse are a path beckons. So it's basically saying look for streets to mica and driftwood yeah so the road that leads to this is is harriet again with the harriet trail but it's uh harriet harriet street now if if these roads were all dirt i could see back in the 80s i could see turning at harriet street that goes to driftwood that go that ends up being mica like harriet street doesn't really dead end but it it it's it dead ends at a, to a fork, and one of the forks is if you fork off to the right, that's driftwood, and the road they were saying is mica would be the one that forks off to the right. Now I sat at the like I'm not from Roanoke; it takes me ten hours to get there, so I can't do a lot of research. But I sat at the historical society, I sat at the library, I looked at maps, I looked at phone books, I couldn't find like a mica road. Um, the only thing I got was dude was a cop, and he said. That road used to be Micah. Whether or not he was misremembering, I have no idea. You need somebody like Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazard yeah. and his Cadillac. Some dude like that, yeah, with the horns on the front. You got to with find Roscoe Pico train. Yeah, 
You got to find that guy, and he will tell you. Ah, that used to be Micah. I remember that really clearly. Daisy Dukes. And where Daisy Dukes? Used to chase the Duke boys down. (laughs) If you could get some Daisy Dukes on, I'd probably tell you a little bit more. Uh, I was already wearing Daisy Dukes for you, George. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, this is good, guys. Um, This is good. Okay. Uh, I think I can work with this. I'm going to end recording. Is that good with everybody? 